Divorce with Confidence is sponsored in part by the law firm of Nader, Naragi, and Woodcock, where they pursue peaceful settlement if possible and aggressive litigation when necessary. Visit them at www.nnwlegal.com. Divorce with Confidence is also sponsored in part by California Divorce Consultants, experienced attorneys offering consultations on a pay-per-minute basis with no obligations and no retainers. Find out more at www.CaliforniaDivorceConsultants.com. Hello and welcome to Divorce with Confidence, a program dedicated to helping you find the tools you need to manage the process of divorce with confidence and to find the solutions that are unique to you. My name is Hamid Naragi. I retired from practicing family law as an attorney after 25 years, during which I litigated, mediated, arbitrated, served as a private judge, as well as a divorce coach. I've also written two self-help divorce books, Divorce with Confidence and How to Manage a Contested Divorce in California. My name is Mary Johnson. I'm a certified divorce and life transition coach. As someone who's gone through the divorce process, I know you can navigate a divorce successfully and even thrive in life afterwards. Divorce can devastate you on many levels. To those who have been touched by it, there is no explanation necessary. And to those who haven't, no explanation is possible. We've helped thousands of people through their divorces and have created this podcast to provide our combined experience and wisdom for your benefits. Tune in each episode for a no-nonsense discussion on the subject of divorce that will help you navigate the process as smoothly and efficiently as possible. Welcome to Divorce with Confidence. A friend of mine has a great saying, it doesn't matter where you were in life or even where you are because it's always your next move that counts. Welcome back to the Divorce with Confidence podcast. I'm happy to be here with you along with my co-host and friend, Mary Johnson. And today we're going to talk about taking accountability and responsibility during your divorce. Hi, Mary. Hey, Hameen. Nice to uh, be with you again. I really, I really look forward to discussing accountability. You know, um, divorce can be very tough and mm -hmm accountability is one key to really being able to successfully move forward and even you know hopefully thrive after divorce so so let's get to it yeah absolutely and before we start i want to take a second and um let you know why i chose this topic for our talk today uh and and why i really want to do this relatively early in our series and a quick warning uh, i have some Tough love for you guys today. Uh, it, I think it's really important, um, but I, I, it, it can be a little bit harsh. So bear with me because it's really the foundation of building confidence by taking responsibility and control over the things that you're able to control in your divorce and not getting distracted by all the things that you can't. Right. Uh, you see, I've noticed over you know the 25 years or so that I've done this, that the difficulty that for, for those people who have a harder time with their divorce really comes down to what they're focusing on. A lot of times I noticed that people were directing their attention, they were focusing on the other person's actions or their personality which is something you really don't have any control over. 
as opposed to focusing on themselves, which is the one thing you have all the control over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a great topic. It actually <laughs> makes me think about uh, the serenity prayer. And I think, you know, they use a version of that in some of the, um, you know, support groups. Mm -hmm. It's it's very hard to deal with the soon-to-be exes acting maybe malicious or unethical in one way or another. And I think yeah. part of the problem is that it's when it's happening to someone or, you know, to you, um, they often don't know what, if anything, they can do about it when you're in the, you know, midst of a divorce. Uh -huh. You know, everybody warns you to be very careful during yeah. this time um, with what you say and do. And so it's hard to know, you know, if someone does something, is there legal recourse or, you know, is this behavior going to stop or maybe... Mm -hmm you know, um, you feel very conflicted in other ways, and especially if there's children involved. And so it's a very, very frustrating situation to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's always like walking a fine line. Um, are you not sticking up for yourself enough? Or are you being overly aggressive and trying to defend oneself? Either way, it's, it's, it's a tough place to be. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I notice. And, and I'm sensitive to that. But I try to remind myself the fo uh, the focus of my responsibility before when I was a lawyer and now as a coach and even mm -hmm. in my position during this podcast is to help people through this th this challenging time of their life even though it's hard you know just because it's hard doesn't mean you can't get through it you can't right now right. now you can get angry what I'm not ta I'm not talking about just blocking your anger out it, it's okay to get angry uh, at things your spouse has done when you were married or what they're doing during this divorce process and you know, let's say the person's really being a jerk uh, or they're being very litigious when you don't want to be or they're being unreasonable in, in in their position on any one particular issue let's say they're dragging their heels and and making things that much more difficult Mm-hmm. All of that, yeah, of course it's going to get you upset or frustrated or angry. But then the problem is that so much of your attention gets focused, gets directed, or I should really say misdirected, at mm -hmm. who that person is or what they've done. So I think that leads us to tip number one, which is you need to accept that the only way out is to focus on what you're going to do in this situation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because even though it's understandable, like I was saying before, to be upset and angry at the other person, the key to handling it is to look inward and to take responsibility for your situation by by accepting that, look, the only way out is to focus on what I'm going to do. And that's where the subject of accountability and responsibility comes in. Because like I, like I started the program with that quote from my friend, in divorce, just like in life, it's always your next move that's going to count. <laughs> yes, uh, life is a chess game. Um, <laughs> it always makes me think of, of that when you say that. Um, so <laughs> this is tip number two. If you did something egregious during the marriage or the divorce, apologize and try to defuse the situation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I think it's important to point out that it's reasonable to think that if your ex has wronged you or violated you in your marriage in some way, that you hope they would be held accountable at some point during the divorce or perhaps take responsibility themselves or apologize. You know, I would highly suggest if, if any listeners, they if they themselves did something you know, agree just during the marriage or divorce, just apologize and try to diffuse an already difficult situation. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, um, uh, it's a it's a vicious cycle and it can really get out of control. And on the other hand, if you're the receiver of bad acts from your ex, take a deep breath, step back, think of a think of it as a thousand foot view above and just try to disengage from reacting to their behavior as much as possible yeah and you know i think i <clears throat> i learned the hard way but remember um the courts aren't designed to deliver emotional justice the mm-hmm. they don't punish someone just for being you know um uh, a jerk so to speak yeah um, they're yeah. there to um deliver financial and custody related issues um and that's it right right to yeah absolutely remember the discussion we had when i make the distinction between the legal divorce and the emotional divorce you, you said it perfectly over there the courts are there to do a very particular job dealing with the legal issues and it has nothing to do with the way you put it you know punishing someone for being a jerk i wish they did but they're not so. <laughs> right. Um, and so this leads us to tip number three. Uh-huh. Don't let anyone dictate how you're going to feel about yourself mm-hmm. or your life. Very important point and very important point. And, and by the way, earlier, I wanted to say something earlier. You said that uh, a lot of times you don't know what to do when you're in a you know stressful situation. Right. And I, I say not knowing what to do is not the problem. The problem is understanding that life isn't always fair and that things are going to happen. What I'm suggesting is that you remind yourself that the situation is what it is. The sp- your spouse is who they are, but that you, focusing on you, you're accountable and responsible for who you are and what your next step's going to be. That's a very empowering um, thing to know, that you have that choice, regardless of what he, what he or she is doing, what your spouse is doing, what anybody else is doing. Don't let any outside force, whether it's your spouse or anyone else, like the lawyers, you know, your, your spouse's lawyer, even your lawyer, or even the judge, don't let anybody else have the power um to make you feel any way about yourself if you want your life to be a certain way then it comes down to you taking 100 responsibility for what you're going to do next yeah i mean i i totally agree with the empowerment but i think um divorce is special in the sense that you know i think many people realize life isn't always fair and things happen but in divorce we're talking about someone you know we once loved enough or maybe still love and um possibly had children with wanted to spend a life together so it's it's a much more emotional situation 
from you know empowering yourself at work or sure it is you know when someone's done something randomly against you sure um completely different and you know it's as personal as it gets and so granted we do have to take 100 percent responsibility for our actions and determine the next step but it's not actually that easy it's actually really hard um mm -hmm. and i i just overall don't think that it's that people lack an understanding that life isn't fair yeah. um you know and and the judge you know if if a judge is involved they they have the power to make some very life-changing decisions that you know will impact you and your your children so i think that you know fear you know that someone does have that ability it's, it's natural and it's reasonable to have these very strong emotions um related to the process of divorce I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it is natural. Okay. It is natural and it is reasonable, but it's not helpful. That's my point. It's not to get angry or to get emotional. As a matter of fact, it is hurtful because that, that change in your emotions, your, that change in your state of mind, it, it can negatively affect the choice that you're about to make in the next decision that you're confronted with. Um, even when you're going through it, divorce is just part of your life. It isn't and it shouldn't consume your entire life. There's still a lot of things that are going on and you can and you should be part of and even enjoy the rest of it. That's my point. Don't, don't allow the, the divorce process and especially your spouse to really dictate how you're going to uh, react, how the choices that you're about to make next, and the fact that you lose out on everything else that's going on in your life. Indeed. And by the way, yeah, the, you know, the judge does have the power, just like you said, to make very important decisions that can positively impact your life. But the judge is human. And the judge is going to make sub subjective decisions based on so many different factors that they sleep well at night, that they have their Wheaties in the morning, that, you know, what's their background and whatever. Right. And judges don't always do what you or your lawyer thinks they will or you would expect that they're going to do for all sorts of different reasons, as I pointed out. But that's yeah. my whole point. That's my entire premise here is that you can't ultimately control what any outside force, the judge, the lawyer, your spouse, let's say the experts, the evaluator, or the, the CPA, anyway, you, you cannot determine or dictate what they're ultimately going to do. Right. Um, but you True. can only control yourself. I'm taking, uh, you know, I'm taking, I'm talking about your thoughts and your actions. Yeah, I mean, true. Um, it you know, one thing you said about uh, you shouldn't get angry. I guess I feel that anger is a healthy emotion. It can be as long as you express it correctly mm -hmm. or, you know, do something to kind of vent, you know, like through exercise or whatever to to cope with the anger. Um, mm -hmm. And it but it does lead us to tip number four, which is um blaming other people all day long isn't going to do anything other than get you upset. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That, that's the whole point is if, if, 
if you getting angry or upset can be channeled in a productive way, that's not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about getting so distracted by what somebody else is going to do so that your judgment gets affected. And now you find yourself reacting to somebody else as opposed to acting the way you should. Right. And by the way, please don't misunderstand. Okay, none of what I'm saying is is about you taking fault for anything. So you taking accountability, you taking responsibility. I'm not saying that things are your fault. I'm not telling you to blame yourself or even to let anybody else off the hook. What I am saying is that whoever that outside force is, especially the spouse, they are who they are. And if you feel like they're to blame for all of what you're going through, that's fine. I'm just pointing out that the sooner you realize that blaming others all day long is not going to do anything other than get you upset, Right. the better position you're going to be in, the calmer state of mind you're going to have when you're confronted with choices and then you decide what you're going to do next. Right. And as far as what specifically your next step should or shouldn't be, like I said, it's okay not to know and to need help deciding. But you have to understand that it's ultimately up to you to reach out for that help. Even for that help, you have to reach out for it. It's up to you to find the right help. Am I listening to the right person or am I listening to the wrong person? Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to change course if what you just tried didn't work. Not everything you're going to do is going to work out. Again, you don't get upset. You say, all right, what I tried didn't work. And just like the saying goes, what am I going to do now? It's your next step that moves. I'm sorry, it's your next move that counts. Right. And I think also um, I might add that it's up to you, you know, to do it, but you shouldn't feel ashamed and asking for help or, you know, letting people know you're completely confused by the process or that you're overwhelmed. Absolutely. Um, Because I think that's probably fairly normal um, to be at some point um, having those feelings. So this leads us to tip number Yeah, five. and actually, I'm sorry, but before we get to tip number five, I mean, the, the very important point you brought up is you would be surprised how how much people will want to help if you just reach out to them, if you let them know, whoever it is. Right. Um, have a filter. Know, <laughs> know who you're going to go to. You know, you don't go to your friends or family members for legal advice. You don't go to lawyers for emotional advice. Um, so you, you have to have that filter of who am I going to for that? And then whoever you're going to, it doesn't mean you have to take all of their advice. You have to, just like I said, you have to take the responsibility for, yeah, but is the lawyer that I just spoke with, is the mediator that I just spoke with, is the friend that I just asked advice from, do I actually like their advice? It's ultimately all back up to you. That's the accountability we're talking about. Right. And I think related to that, you know, um, when we're talking about friendships, I think when people are going through the process, sometimes friends don't know what to say. And so they say nothing, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes, though, when you actually tell your friend what you need, um, they're more than willing 
to to help you. It's just yeah. unless you've been through it, it's really hard to describe. Um, and people just don't know what to do. So I would say, you know, give people the opportunity to support you. Um, yeah, and, and one of my do it on their own. One of my favorite ways someone helps is I don't know, but I know who might, and then they direct you to someone who may be able to help. It's it, it first. It's 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 that taking responsibility where I got to reach out to someone right. to help. And right. like I said, if they have advice for you listen to it maybe it helps maybe it doesn't if it doesn't that's okay and if they don't know maybe they can maybe they can direct you to somebody else who could right. and it all started from you saying i have to take the responsibility to reach out right and yeah and i think you know when you're in the, the midst of it it's so much a part of your life you just assume other people know that and yeah. um they just may have no idea what's really going on and you know the state you're in um and mm -hmm. so you got to verbalize it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tip number five, uh, develop a thought partnership with someone or, mm -hmm. or multiple people. Um, you know, I know one needs to take control of their divorce situation. And that's really, um, especially from my own experience where I see a divorce coach coming into play for some. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to become a divorce coach after um, realizing had I had that type of assistance during my own divorce, certain things would have been so much easier. I would have felt more supported in the actual divorce process and also it would probably would have saved me money. So, um, you know, co coaches are trained to be, you know, a, a thinking partner and to develop some type of thought partnership yeah and uh, it's someone to discuss options help weigh choices you know come up with um, out-of-the-box solutions at each step in the divorce process and they know what that process is and mm -hmm. so they're really a great resource to help focus on what you specifically want in the divorce and who you want to be after divorce as a single person you know, because everybody's different. And um, as you've mentioned before, every divorce is different. Yeah. Another option uh, may be a divorce support group. Um, it can be helpful to hear others in the same type of situation and hear, you know, what they've done and what has worked and hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even unintended consequences um, or some wisdom that they've learned along the way. And I think it's always um, at some level helpful um, to know you're not alone. Um, yeah. And personally, I think the more someone can visualize a better life after the process, mm -hmm. a better self at the end of all of it, then, you know, then you see there's a finiteness to the divorce proceedings and it's easier to emotionally disengage from the ex's behavior you know, because you know it's going to end. And, you know, maybe you're even at that point thankful that you don't have to deal with, um, you know, the behavior on an everyday basis anymore. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Look, there is an end to the divorce process, it will not go on forever. So yeah. <laughs> being hyper focused on what's going on right now and losing sight of the fact that there is a life beyond this. So I should be focusing on that as well. 
that's something you can get out of a support group. Right. Just like the name implies, you support each other through a difficult time. Um, so I absolutely, absolutely uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the right support group. And as far as coaches, I think about it uh, like physical fitness. Most people who want to get in shape or who want to improve their life, that, that part of their life, they know what to eat and what not to eat. They know how to exercise. And, and if you don't, you can read about it, okay, especially nowadays. But for those who well, We get, can talk about it on another podcast. Yeah, exactly. But but for those who get a fitness coach, it's because they want that additional support. It's, it's the person who's going to motivate them through those difficult times. It's the person who's going to keep you going when you want to give up. And a, a divorce coach can do the same thing thing that a fitness coach does. It, it get, helps you get better results. Mm -hmm. And um, so how do you do all of this that we're talking about? How do you focus on what you're going to do as opposed to focusing on what's going on? You know, I'm going to give you a formula that you it's very simple. You can learn it. You can memorize it. Uh, I literally, when I started, when I was first introduced to it, I wrote it on a post-it and I put it on the bottom of my computer because I looked at it often. E plus R equals O. And the basic idea of this formula is that when you're pre uh, presented with an event, that's the E, your response, the R, is going to determine the outcome, the O. E plus R equals O. If you don't like the outcome, you're going to have two choices. One, you can blame the event. You can blame your spouse. You can blame the court system. You can blame the courts. You can blame the judge, whatever. Or you can instead focus on the response, the R to the event. Focus on what you're going to do. This is the accountability that we're talking about. All right. right. They, they are who they are. They, the event is what it is, but what's right. my response going to be? And based on your response, the outcome is going to be different. And a really important point I want to make about the response is it's not just in your actions. Your response includes your thoughts, mm -hmm. the mental images in, in your head and your actions so this is when somebody does something your spouse does something or doesn't do something and your mind starts to go crazy you start having all sorts of negative thoughts whether it's about them or negative thoughts about yourself that is a response so it's very important to notice that and say wait a minute no 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 I'm not going to respond that way. I'm going to right. re redirect that into something useful, into something helpful. Now, it may be there are times in our life, like we talked about before, not, life isn't always fair. And you said everybody knows that. So there are times that you just cannot change the outcome or you're not willing to take the actions that it's going to take to change it to the way you want and that's okay there's no judgment in that remember this is your life and ultimately it's nobody else's business how you live it 
I have examples of this where someone will want to, you know, give up their interest in in a house or in a retirement account or walk away from this or walk away from look, as long as it's your choice, it's your choice and it's nobody else's business. But then you have to accept the outcome and move on. Because if you don't, then you end up constantly torturing yourself and robbing yourself of enjoying all of the positive things that are going on in your life. Mm -hmm. the, the, the things that you mentioned, things that are separate and apart from the divorce. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it's, it's, it's complicated, but yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I'm thinking of someone I was coaching and she would call me really upset at what her ex was doing. You know, she would get angry and say, what's wrong with him? Uh, and the thing is that she had three amazing kids. She had a job she loved and she, uh, and on one time she even actually called me from Hawaii where she was vacationing. And I had to point out that her response to the event, the way her ex was acting, was robbing her of what was going on at that point in Hawaii with her kids. And I told her to change her words from what is wrong with him to what is wrong, what is right with me? You know, forget what's wrong with him. What's right with me? I can't control him. I can control me. I can control my thoughts as opposed to thinking about him. I'm going to focus on I'm in Hawaii right now. I'm going to enjoy myself. And once we talked about that a little, then she calmed down. We walked uh, we, we talked about what she needed to do when she got back from Hawaii. And then she went back and enjoyed her trip with her kids. Yeah. I mean, I think another question you could, or uh, another response you could have to that is, um, and you're surprised because it does seem like, you know, perhaps what you've experienced in the marriage, you're going to continue to experience, you know, during the divorce and post-divorce. So, mm -hmm. um, I think also just re realizing, you know, and not sugarcoating in reality what's going on helps too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with um, accepting the outcome and moving on. And, you know, only good things should come of moving on and not being caught up in the past. Um, but I also think it's fine to simultaneously blame your ex if you think they're responsible for something. <laughs> and, and you should um, blame your ex if they, <laughs> if they did something, even if they don't hold themselves accountable. I mean, I think you can do both. I think you can move on, but you can still, you know, at least in your mind, hold them accountable for, you know, what you feel they're responsible for. Yeah, uh, uh, and okay, that's fine. If that works for someone, that's okay. Again, there is no judgment about it. This is your life. As long as um, you recognize what you're doing, you're taking accountability of it. Okay, I'm angry at that person. I don't want to let him off the hook. I do blame them. But again, redirect it. What am I going to do right, right now? Don't just don't, don't let them take your eye off the ball. Right. Uh, and, and again, I know all of this is hard. I know I, I'm not being insensitive to the fact that this is all very difficult. It's easy for me to sit here and talk into a microphone and say, oh, everything's going to be fine. I know it's hard. I, I know that the principle of what I'm talking about is simple, but doing it or living it is not easy. You need concentrated awareness, you, dedicated discipline, 
And you, you need a willingness to experiment with everything that we're talking about here. You have to be willing and able to pay attention to what you're doing, to observe your, your, your responses and to the results you're getting. Slow down. Right. Pay attention. There's always going to be feedback about the effects of your, your last action. If it's right. working, you keep doing it. If it's not working, you adjust. You don't judge. You don't, you don't get angry. You just try something else. And you have to ask your support system if there's anything you can do or anything you should stop doing. Whether that's the support system for your real divorce, like your coach, like your friends, family, therapist, whoever uh, is supporting you with that real divorce, and whoever is helping you with a legal divorce, like your coach, your lawyer, or whoever. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's good advice, because sometimes I think, um, you know, there's a tunnel vision that goes on in mm -hmm. divorce and um people aren't aware of how they're coming across so being open to that feedback i think is important yeah yeah and so this leads us to um our last tip tip number seven which is don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to talk and don't be afraid to reflect especially mm -hmm. um if children are involved i think it's very, very important to step back and really reflect on how you're going to come off in your children's eyes, mm -hmm. given their level of knowledge and maturity as to what's going on. You know, they don't have obviously the same um, information that you do, nor should they, but um, they're in the situation too. And I think that reflection, uh, you will not regret it down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know there was a moment um, that I'll, I'll just never forget um, just prior to um, my own marriage going south that I realized, you know, things weren't going well. And I realized, um, you know, I only had a certain amount of control and that was over myself. And so I... Mm -hmm decided then and there, you know, I kind of made this mental commitment to myself, to my children, no matter what happens, um, I am committed to being a good role model for my, for my daughters. And, you know, yeah. it's a simple principle, um, but boy, has it made it a lot easier to guide my choices. And, you know, I, it's one that's brought me, um, peace as I went went through the process. And so I think um, taking the time to reflect and, you know, maybe um, disengaging a bit and looking at how you would come off in the eyes of your children, you know, assuming they would, you know, know something um, or as adults, when they become adults, how they would feel, or maybe the, the your children are adults, um, just thinking about how that would come off. Um, Mm -hmm. is 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 important yeah yeah kids are really the innocent victims of a divorce and and, and there were a lot of times that i would remind my clients to think about what lessons their children were being taught about how to handle conflict 
mm-hmm. by seeing how their parents were handling their divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids learn a lot from observation. And when they see that there's a conflict and how you, hopefully both of you come to see this and adjust your actions towards each other accordingly. But even if the other side doesn't, even if the other side is being very difficult, um, then your children can learn from you. Well, how do you deal with that conflict? How do you deal with that situation? Um, you know, statistically divorce happens and it's a reality of life these days that we might get touched by it. But if it happens, we do have a choice on how we behave and how we act or react before, during, and after the divorce. And our kids, by observing us, can learn from that. Do you break down? Do you always blame others? Or do you always, do you take responsibility and redirect and say, okay, the world is what it is. That person is who they are. But what am I going to do? Right. And that's resilience, right? You're, you're, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope this uh, has been helpful to you. And if you know someone who's going through a divorce, and if you feel like this could be helpful to them, please forward this to them um, and let them know. And hopefully it might be helpful to them as well. And also, please stay tuned for our next program where we'll separate fact from fiction when it comes to children in a divorce. You know, we just talked about that a little bit. And until next time, please take care of yourself and be well. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found the information helpful and that you will share it with anyone who may also be helped by it. Remember to click subscribe to get an alert for new episodes and go to divorcewithconfidence.org for a list of past shows as well as leaving questions and ideas for future programs on Instagram at Divorce With Confidence. The content and conversations in this podcast are for informational and entertainment purposes only and do not contain legal advice, legal opinions, or any other form of advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. Communication of information through this podcast, one, does not create or constitute an attorney-client relationship, Two, is not intended as a solicitation to create an attorney-client relationship to provide legal services as to any particular matter. And three, is not intended to convey or constitute legal advice or to provide a substitute for obtaining legal advice from a qualified attorney. You should not act upon any such information without seeking qualified legal counsel on your specific needs.